0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Thank You for Your Servers, a show which looks at the tech news of today, but from a libertarian perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Thaddeus and Gary. and gentlemen we have made our return this is another edition of thank you for your servers thank you for logging in i am thaddeus Preston, aka nick way joining me again gary guthrie from the left coast yeah how are we doing this week man i
1: ain't got the covid yet
0: (laughs) yes thanks Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> the Nick Way does.
1: Oh, I didn't mean to spill that. I got out the means...
0: casino guys. <laughs> the I <kachina>. am sorry. <laughs> I I tried. I I wore the mask. I washed my hands. I washed my ass.
1: Bull crap! You ass. did. You did not. You were licking handrails at the no, supermarket,
0: <laughs> hoping <laughs> that I would catch this just, just to get this out of the way. <laughs> no, it um, it does suck, guys. It is a real thing. It um. It's just a really terrible head cold. It's real pain in my ass. I'm fatigued. And got this 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 frontal headache, man. Just that, it just makes me crazy. But I'm doing alright. I'm working from home and you know, and uh, nursing myself up here. I am drinking, which I probably shouldn't do, but God, I gotta feel better. So yeah. That's what I'm doing. The alcohol So will hey kill guys. It the alcohol always always it's it's like their flu but for drunks
2: exactly anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is this is an almost weekly rant about the tech topics from a liberty-ish perspective this and other podcasts are brought to you by the make liberty great again network of podcasts mlga and um with that said ladies and gentlemen let's get into it it's been a while it's been a little bit about a month Let's chop it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, it'll be some fun. Yeah. Let's chop it up a bit, man. How are you doing?
1: I've been, you know, I don't know if I mentioned. So, what's happened in the last month? I went and bought a new car. Did I talk about that one before?
0: The one you went to Colorado to go pick up? There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, finally got that
1: home, got it legal, which was an adventure.
0: Oh, always in the People's Republic of. Um, I am so sorry but uh, it's funny I'm not sorry. I actually am still envious of the fact that you do live in California. And that you do live <laughs> In a very beautiful place.
1: It's
3: pretty that nice. Is run,
0: <laughs> that that is run by um, psychopaths. Yeah. Um and sociopaths yep. and megalomaniacs. But you got the smart but you got the smartest people in the world there coming up with the coolest tech and that's what we
1: that's what we we're going to discuss. Well for again, now I mean really uh, cool it, 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 you saw HP moved out right?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm of two minds for HP moving now. One, they haven't been a player in about two decades.
3: This is true. But,
0: but they are moving to Texas and moving into and, and and moving into their enterprise role, right? I have this theory about tech companies as they kind of graduate up the scale of um I guess uh I don't know, maturity. They start off as these plucky startups, you know, growing fast, breaking things. And then they kind of, you know, figure out that we probably need to make some money because we want to go public. And so they get a little serious and they start actually monetizing. As they monetize, grow and grow and grow, the growth will never stop. It's growing at double digits a year. They reach an inflection point where they actually now have to start to utilize their, um, I wouldn't say monopoly status, but their market position. Start raising prices, start pulling back services, start moving toward the enterprise. The last evolution of a company, not necessarily on the downward slope, but at peak maturity, is they move to straight enterprise. HP does very little cloud, but it does some. It still sells printers because you still need those. Mm. And it does a lot of enterprise hardware and services, kind of like IBM.
1: That's what exactly came to mind was IBM. It, as you're mentioning, they, they, this. They,
0: and so, yeah, they're still important. Um, and the fact that they moved to Houston, um, I feel so. Well, I, one, I feel sorry for everyone who's moving from like beautiful Palo Alto to like Houston. Nothing against Houston; it's just hot as balls. And but it's but it's it's a cheaper city. You yeah, for those of you, for those of for those of my Indian brothers who live seven to a house in Palo Alto who work for HP, when you go to Texas, you'll actually be able to have a house of your own so you won't have to live with seven roommates when you move to texas um and you can send more money back to the motherland but no i mean man you
1: just you just called out the my god
2: hey, wow it's the fever
0: it's the fever man. yeah okay
2: fever. sure
0: so no but wow. no it's um, no seriously though no. but seriously it's it's a better it's better. <laughs> right? And uh they can go and they can fight with my uh, my Nigerian cousins and stuff because a huge Nigerian expatriate community uh is in Houston because of the because of the energy industry. And um it's a pretty probably a pretty good place for HP to be. Um, Texas in general, is this a good place for you to be business wise and maybe even quality of life wise? Even if I'm not a terribly big fan of the climate. Um but there's gonna to be tons of companies doing this. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people who work for even the big tech companies that exist today as our, you know, as our tech overlords, as we are we are very aware of when we, we cross them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah, they um they they're telling a lot of their remote workers like, stay home. Or like a lot of remote workers will be like, Well, I'm going to Nevada, or I'm going to Arizona. It's like, well, we're not gonna pay you, you know, Bay Area prices. And a lot of people are saying, cool.
1: Mm hmm.
0: So, what do they say? Okay. As
1: long as they fine. get their state income tax stuff figured out because that whole double taxation thing that goes on when you do that or, or yeah, that they're gonna be be. Have,
0: yeah, they're going to, yeah, they're going to, yeah, they're going to, well, yeah, it, it takes, I heard it just takes a lot of time to extricate yourself from the, from the California tax code. Yeah. Kind of like, but most blue states do that. New York is, is, is notorious for this. Well, Illinois is notorious. It, it's, for
1: this. it's the it, you know, at a high level, it's what de- develop the dependency and just get those hooks latched in because that's your gold mine.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, it'll take. Yeah. So, so, so for those of you who are moving to places like Nashville, Denver, Albuquerque, it, it, you know, you are almost to the promised land, though I wouldn't say that my state is that great, but. Yeah, it is going to be cheaper, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just, and not even just direct taxation. I'm talking things like registering your car, paying utilities.
1: Oh, dude, the, the registering <laughs> the car. <laughs> right. We all know the Arizona trick for that.
0: <laughs>
1: you know? Don't
0: blow up. Don't blow up the spot, man. Everybody. Oh, got Arizona's, on, driving, already, driving to Arizona.
1: Arizona's already sold out. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> all, all you Californians have gone there and like. You're
2: gonna wreck that state oh they already did
0: (laughs) it's done wreck that state oh i i'm so sorry for people who live in arizona thinking like oh yeah man like yeah goldwater country it's like nah Mm, bro i'm over nah because you you ran a lot of you ran a lot of cats out of california and oregon and washington (laughs) state and a lot of them went down to arizona it's
1: a cancer man i tell you
0: unfortunately guys so anyway let's get to our story lineup i don't know i mean what order should we do this in I guess uh I guess let's start with like the more the, the tragic one right the one that kind of hit mm. me the hardest a little bit yeah um and that's the death the tragic death of like um Tony Hirsch if, that, if that's how you pronounce his name Tony Hirsch is the uh former um CEO of Zappos um you said link exchange mm-hmm. was one of his first big exits um, where that sold to Microsoft for 260 million dollars, and then Zappos he sold for 1.2, according to the article in uh, Forbes. Mm-hmm. But tragically, uh, Mr. Hirsch was uh, ha- has died. Um, and when I heard that he had died, I'm like, of of, uh, of heart complications, or some sort of complications. I'm like, oh man, what what was going on? What's what's happening? Well,
1: at 46, on, um, by the way.
0: At, at 46. So we can. We can pour a little while and joke and say like, "Yo, he went out like a rock star, though." But it was a really tragic fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically on November eighteenth, um, about three thirty-four a.m., um, some first responders came to his uh, I guess a new a new London, Connecticut home, that he uh, basically had purchased for one of his uh, colleagues, and they were there uh, partying. Um, but somehow. He locked himself accidentally or intentionally in one of the storage areas and a fire broke out. Um, He was, uh, he he succumbed to inhalation. Uh, He lasted for nine days um, and then died thereafter. Um, I hadn't heard much about Tony Hirsch because I remember the last time I really paid attention to him was he was kind of um, trying to revitalize downtown. uh Vegas, right, not like Fremont Street, Vegas, <laughs> right? but like the city itself, and he was really trying to uh kick up the art scene, the tech scene in in nevada um very peculiar cat uh lived in an airstream for a while, um still ran Zappos, ran Zappos very very well well um uh, for about twenty years, right yeah, um and um for most of that time, he ran the company pretty uh pretty intelligently, pretty competently. He, um, he was admired by Jeff Bezos, who uh, Amazon um, purchased Zappos um, in 2005. And um, yeah, it was he was on a way to being some sort of guru, some sort of tech guy. Um, he had relocated his company from the Bay Area to Las Vegas, a, a harbinger of things to come. Um, but somehow he just went down a... Um, I don't know if it was he was hiding demons or something was going on but he, he apparently about a decade ago he just kind of started going down this precipitous road where he drank heavily uh, dabbled in a lot of drugs um was real, you know was the 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 burning he was at the burning man you know scene he was part of that burning man scene of the of people like that and he he just partied yeah he just partied hard and and uh it all all caught up with him and it was and if you read the Forbes story, I mean, it, it was just this kind of precipitous fall and, and you know, it ended with his uh, friends trying to intervene numerous times, but he had, he then pulled up stakes and moved to, like, Park City, Utah, where he bought all these properties and he hired all these people to just kind of hang around him and just, like, get drunk and high with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, uh, yeah, it all came back uh, to bite him. And it... Uh, it In doesn't very, even sound, I mean, it doesn't,
1: it, it to me, it doesn't even sound like, you know, his end was a result of all that. It was just kind of a weird freak thing. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there's any evidence there to say that, you know, his, you know, live, live hard, die harder kind of thing was the way it went.
0: I. I but more, but one must, but one cannot deny that you don't lock yourself in the storage closet, if you have all of your faculties.
1: I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know. I, 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 don't I mean, either, maybe, right? maybe I mean, it, it, it was. Makes... It could have been a, a a total thing where he's like, "Oh my God, something's going on. I'm going to protect myself and go here." I, you know, who knows? There's yeah, no telling, yeah. um, and, and and we can't really I, conject.
0: But yeah, I don't, I don't want to conject either. I just want. It just seems like a tragic tale. It seems like he just kind of lost control. Yep. Right. I mean, even so, so even if we can we can ascertain that, like, ultimately, he probably wouldn't have died in this instance if it wasn't for the tragic fact that he locked himself in a storage closet. Right. He was on a he was on a path to um, relative self-destruction and the COVID-19 pandemic didn't help matters. Yeah. Um, he was a people guy and, um, you know, tragic. Right. So, like, from the article. Right. This is the one part that kind of stuck out to me more than anything else. It's like, in some ways, count him as another COVID-19 victim, except that instead of succumbing to the actual disease itself, the virus appears to have accelerated some wrenching internal battles and a series of terrible external decisions, mm. as I said. Was, it, so, was it the like, virus
1: or was it the social and political response social. to the virus?
0: It, it, it is always the social and political response. Don't you hate it? When you, you, you hear someone say, like the COVID nineteen the the, the COVID nineteen virus caused oh economic it, I, destruction and shutdowns. I, doesn't that infuriate you? I want beyond to no end?
1: stab somebody in the eye with an ice <laughs> Wait, Facebook. I didn't say that. I didn't say I was going to. By the way,
0: <laughs> we're not on Facebook anyway. So don't worry.
1: About it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm recovering. Yeah. Yeah, I've got three more days on a 30-day Facebook ban for jokingly threatening to punch a friend in the throat for correcting my grammar on Facebook.
0: <clears throat> I mean, that's that is that is that is an offense that requires throat punches. I, I, no right? <laughs> right? I mean, any de- any
1: decent human but <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, no, to your,
1: to your point. Yeah. Anytime anyone says, you know, Oh, a victim of COVID-19. No, they weren't a victim of COVID-19. They were a victim of something related to COVID-19
0: and, and, and that is, yes. Uh,
1: it, yeah. It, it irritates me to no end.
0: Yeah. I despise this. I despise that, that, that terminology. So poor little Alpha Tony Hirsch, 46. Lived hard, died hard, Mm. and uh, 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 a light that has been extinguished. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I blame the COVID response.
3: Next story. Okay.
0: (laughs) The legacy of Ajit Pai. So Ajit Pai um, basically has uh, said that on on January 21st of 2021, he will step down as FCC chairman. So the haters rejoiced. Uh, this is a uh, quote to quote uh, a deputy director of a um, we're, uh, uh, a random, terrible leftist think tank. Today, Ajit Pai, the most unpopular FCC chairman in history, announced that he will be stepping down as President Trump's term comes to an end. Digital rights group, uh, the digital rights group Fight for the Future, known for organizing the largest online protests in history. Uh, to oppose Pi's repeal of net neutrality, issued the following statement, which was attributed to their deputy director, Evan Gere- Greer. I'm not going to read it because it's wah wham wah wah wah, wah 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 soy <laughs> So, <laughs> let's, but, but, but before, but, but here's the deal. But before we go through, uh, but, but before we listen to the, all the haters, which I'm not, let's go over the legacy of Jeep Pie.
3: Do we or do we not have Starlink? Totally.
0: 5G deployments have not only started, they've accelerated, and he and the FCC that he char- is in charge of has done everything they could to free up as much spectrum from, um, from uh, the government as possible. Mm-hmm. So the point where the, uh, the, the DOD has, has bitched and complained about it, and he's like, no, su- no shut up. Suck it up, guys. We, you know, you're, you're not using this for anything. We're going to use, we, we, we need this KAKU band and these, this high-frequency stuff for, for 5G deployments. And he has been instrumental in that. U.S. broadband speeds increased 91% from 2019 to 2020, nearly doubling year over year. Uh, that trend started in 2017. U.S. average broadband speeds overtook Western Europe. Western European countries like the U.K., France, and Germany for the first time in five years. Remember when we were always told that we got to be more like Europe when it comes to our broadband deployment we have to be we
1: have to be like Europe about everything <laughs> or at yeah. least and, no and that's, no that's that's what we're told anyway,
0: but yeah, yeah, that's what we're told. I've lived in Europe guys. It's a cool place, but it ain't something you want to emulate you don't want to emulate everything that <laughs> the Europeans do yeah real talk just take it from me for someone who lived there for almost well over half a decade. So broadband speeds in the EU overall rose 57% from 2019 to 2020, that, but that's 34% lower than the 91% performance increase in the US. And also, uh, if you live in Nashville or Huntsville, Google Fiber is now creating a two gig tier.
2: Ooh.
3: So he is also The first FCC
0: chairman who brought to the fold the fact that he isn't necessarily getting rid of net neutrality to help the ISPs because he always believed that net neutrality on the ISPs was a fool's errand. He was the first person to say, I don't see ISPs throttling traffic. I see edge providers throttling
2: speech Mm -hmm.
0: and um and that and people don't remember that speech he made and i and and he like to he's been kind of holding the line against section 230 despite the um the you know temper tantrums of the outgoing president and the uh and the uh mega types that want section 230 like dismantled which is pointless how many times have I said this? I may have gone back on my Sinophobia, right? And maybe thinking that maybe some of it was justified because China's evil. China's asshole. But...
1: <laughs> but,
0: but Why um, you gotta say
1: it like that?
0: Because they're You're
1: people. So... I,
0: don't, I don't know what else to
1: First it's to India, now it's China. What is this show turning into?
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. (laughs) India is our friend. Okay. The Chinese. No,
1: no, I was, uh, okay.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm just saying. Better prospects to not live seven deep in a crib in Palo Alto once you move to Houston. Just letting you know.
1: All right. (laughs) I'm with you. uh,
0: Oh, God it's the fever guys it's, it's
2: the, the fever, fever. Um,
0: so, <laughs> so yeah so no uh, poor I mean you know poor, again poor little Alpha Jeep Pie, not because he's dead thank god but because he has had a bigger legacy on the direction of broadband deployment internet and most things than since uh, god what was um, Colin Powell's kid was um, Michael Powell, since Michael Powell. Um, and that was in the 90s. And he, Michael Powell, for those of you who don't remember your history, shepherded us t- into the internet age um, by having a <clears throat> light touch approach coming from the FCC. And the proof is in the statistics, guys. Do you s- I am sitting here today with symmetrical gigabit. I didn't have that four years
3: ago.
1: Hey, you're sitting here with symmetrical gigabit. But here's my question: So, do you see the new administration coming in and putting some kind of stranglehold on yes. this stuff?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no, no. They're, they've already said that they're going to push for net neutrality rules. Gross. It's like it's like a it's like it's like, it's like ho- dead horse beating. It's literally what they're doing. It's like even though we've we
1: have be- proved. We are. We have yes. proven that. Yes, that is a, full, a as you strategy. say, a fool's, fool's errand.
0: Yeah, error. A fool's errand. You're, you're when you're going after ISPs, you're fighting the last of war. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, because they're because by the time they actually institute these stupid rules, we will have probably two satellite constellations in orbit, giving us like you know. 10, you know 50 to 100 megabits down in the middle of like Arecibo um in right. Puerto Rico. yeah And or and we're going to have 5G everywhere. Low bandwidth 5G, high bandwidth 5G. The you know we what have
1: this this whole thing, you know, their whole push for this based on the experience that we've had, based on the, you know, Ajit Pai's essentially faithful approach to, to a, I want to say kind of an organic net neutrality, which is a true neutrality, right? Where you let right. the organism kind of take care of itself. The, there, there, there's only one reason why they would be wanting to do this, and that's power and, and control, period. There's yeah. nothing, there is nothing else they could possibly be doing this for. And consciously, you know, they can sell it however they want, but there's only one reason why they're doing it because we've already proven it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, they don't care. We 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 have uh, a lot of empirical evidence that these uh, these lockdowns and mass mandates and you know other health orders haven't really done much.
1: They don't. Yeah, they don't do anything. <laughs> but
2: clearly, they don't care, right? No, <laughs>
0: they don't. I'm just saying. I just. It's just like I I understand your point, and you know, cheers for you know coming to the same conclusion. But what does that ever stop them before? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. So, yeah. So uh, so no, no, his legacy speaks for itself, and these haters can come in and start you know whining. You know, I mean, they went after the guy all the time. You know, anything that somewhat appeared to be. Uh, Shenanigans—they would jump on, and they would overblow, and mm-hmm. come to find out, it really wasn't what it was. It, It's—it's just—I hate to make this overly political, but the left
3: doesn't doesn't care how stupid, unethical, inconsistent, or or
0: or or, or fruitless their ideolo- ideology is. They don't
1: care. No, they don't.
0: Net neutral were—they were. They were they were uh, mind numbed into thinking that net neutrality is just something we have to do. We got to do it. We have to do it. That's, that's false. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't need public ownership of anything. We don't need increased government regulation, which gives the government de facto public ownership. We don't need right. it. We don't need it. Yeah, you're going to have, you got your stories out there where Comcast is actually reinstituting, you know, caps, right? Um that's not going to last, guys. I'm I'm just I'm just sorry, right? I mean, it's not going to last. And I think don't worry about it. Mm. Just pay for what you use. And eventually what's going to happen is bandwidth will increase. Compression will in- will increase and other <sighs> op- options and alternatives you know will help you supplement I remem- what you get.
1: I remember 20 years ago when you got your cell phone plan and texting was coming yes. out. You remember this? Oh, you oh, can do, this. you can do a hundred text messages a month. These were the or plans, plans that were and, out or there.
0: Free nights and weekends. Free nights and, weekend.
1: weekends and weekends or a hundred hours 100. of voice time. Right. What do we have yeah. now?
0: Yeah. Unlimited.
1: Unlimited. Everything.
0: Unlimited. Throttled. Yeah throttled after a certain a bit but they're not cutting you off right if you reach the but but here's the deal if you're with t-mobile in urban areas i know t-mobile is not the greatest carrier but i'm just saying if you're with t-mobile it's unlimited i've never I, yeah. I, I we have rarely been throttled even if you pay the absorbent extortion that is coming from verizon they don't throttle you i have because, you
2: know
1: i have unlimited wi-fi in my car For it's through AT&T, $20 a month, unlimited, uncapped, unthrottled, as far as I can tell anyway. Yeah, no. This is where we've come. And, you know, we're talking text, voice, data. It's, you get as much as you want now. And this is the way everything They don't even
0: break out. They don't even really break out anymore, except like, like the bottom basement carriers. They don't even break out talk text anymore. No
1: there's no point
0: like here's a line here's a line 50 bucks a month or 60 bucks a month yep here's a line yep and uh, that's 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 where we're going guys we're going to have freaking satellites in orbit beaming Mm -hmm. 100 megabit internet to you like to your house you're going to be in the middle of nowhere with gigabit you're going to i'm going to be in raton pass driving into colorado with Fifty to sixty megabits per second coming from the sky. Yep. And here's the deal: I don't even need that because, remarkably enough, my phone works the entire way up I twenty five to Denver. Hundred percent. The entire way. Um. So come on, guys, let's just, let's just let net neutrality die. That is a fight from twenty years ago, guys. Yep. Is I mean, that's literally how long it's, they've been like pumping this nonsense it is worthless it's not going to happen in any way you see fit also the carriers you think you think you think the carrier uh the, the wireless carriers are going to be subject to this no <clears throat> sorry sorry COVID <laughs> do you think Starlink <laughs> Starlink <laughs> is going to be subject to this no Do you think smaller or rural ISPs will be subject to this no it's not going to happen
3: nope
0: so Yeah. But, uh, idiots, idiocy is on the March. You know, I, I, next story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's move on. Go
0: for it. Go for it. Go for it. No, no. I was going to, I was
1: just going to draw a parallel, a real quick parallel, you know, it, it, you see the MAGA crowd, you know, putting Trump up and, and, uh, you know, and they talk, you know, you get some of the extreme ones. They talk about how, Trump is vilified and he's attacked and he's blah 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 blah, <sighs> you know, and he's a victim of all this stuff. No, you know what, who is deserving of that kind of recognition is Ajit Pai. Yeah, you know, and, and he's been, I, the man has
0: been vilified. Did it took you get he had to have police protection, like he's had death threats
2: for like over, net, <laughs> over net neutrality.
0: <laughs> Because he became this lightning rod, and I, and it's just like, how do you get good people to work in government to do good things that he has done? If all you all you're going to deal with is like the ire of this this cat's never going to be able to get a job in D.C. again. Yeah, no. All right, he's you know he may I mean he's smart dude. He's probably going to be he, he'll go back to telecommunications a company somewhere whatever, but like, or do consulting and stuff like that. He'll become a lobbyist or whatever. He'll be fine. Um, He'll be fine. But still though, man, just, 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 yeah. He's like nature's greatest, you know, uh, nature's greatest villain, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the, you know, history's greatest villain is this, you know, son of Indian immigrants. Right? <laughs> to,
1: Crazy. Who,
0: who, who lives the American dream, right? And like, it's like a sense of the highest, um, uh, regulatory body for communications in the country, and and leaves the position with a a nation in a in a telecommunication infrastructure that is freer, more robust, and brighter. and has a brighter future than anything.
1: All because we've done, done we've done
0: less. We've done, nah, yes, we've done little to nothing. The only thing he has done is move stuff out of the way. That's it, man. Who do you think? Who do you think gave tacit approval? Who do you think gives tacit approval for launching of these these uh these uh what is Starlink like antenna uh satellites?
2: Yep,
3: that's the FCC. Mm-hmm. That's the FCC.
0: So yeah, I don't know, man. I yeah. So yeah, man. Like he's he was the man, and uh, he'll be missed. Um, because you know, dark winter is coming, as you know. <clears throat> so on to more. Skull effery So, um, I was reading about this AI ethicist who got fired from Google, and I looked at it. It's like it's a sister. I'm like, oh man, what's going on? First of all, assistant in you know working in AI ethics. Ethics. It like, oh man, that's that's pretty impressive. So I can't pronounce her name. Um, it's uh, Can you pronounce it? Oh, uh, is it, tem- is it is, Timnet is Timnit?
1: Timnit Gebru
0: Gebru Timnet Gebru. Okay. Timnit- Gibru. okay so she's a prominent i don't uh, know ethicist. i can't yeah yeah um, don't
1: ask me so she's one.
0: <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it's
1: look at my skin i'm more anglo- I'm, <laughs> more anglo
0: I'm more anglo than you when it comes to pronunciation well it's so <laughs> i'm
2: just like maybe.
0: go for it you you have more education than me
2: um, um so <laughs> yeah.
0: but one uh, so one of google's top artificial intelligence researchers uh, says that the company abruptly fired her the other day, um, and uh, she she caused a stir on social media, which is one is apt to do. So, who is uh, Gibru? Gibru is an alumni of uh, Stanford, very impressive artificial intelligence laboratory. Uh, she's a leading uh, she is one of the leading voices in the ethical use of artificial intelligence. No red flags right away. <laughs> yeah.
2: She is well-known
0: for her work on a landmark study in 2018 that showed how facial recognition software misidentified dark-skinned women as much as 35% of the time, whereas the technology worked with near precision on white men. Okay. We kind of know where we're going with this
2: now, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we've been down here.
0: Yeah, 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 we've been there. But first, this is actually a good find. This is very very important. Um, it yeah, if the um, um, mnest or ImageNet uh, um, data uh, data data set needs to be updated so that then you have much more dark skinned women, so you do the training of the uh, the machine learning algorithm. Then yeah, this is kind of a big fine. Like all right, well you know we need to fix that because we got to be better. But here's the deal. <clears throat> So, she's getting all this love on social media and all these other places because um, she's, you know, a person of color. <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm. She's,
0: um, as you can kind of tell, she's talking the woke nonsense. Um, with good reason. She actually had an end. She found something um, that algorithmically would bias a machine learning algorithm doing facial recognition. Right. This is important. Yeah. You want to make it better. Mm-hmm. So... What had happened was she had written a paper and she didn't submit the paper through Alphabet before publishing. So let me let you guys know, um, in case you don't know how this works in corporate slash academia, um, you can't just publish crap because there might be proprietary information in my job, there might be classified data associated with the paper, findings, whatever. So you, to, you generally have to put it through a review. So Jeff Dean, who actually runs Google Brains, their artificial intelligence group within Google, claimed uh, that uh, uh, Gibru um, did not um, give them enough time to uh, review it. Basically, she gave them um, 24 hours before she
3: published it. That um that uh, angered
0: alphabet. Um and she and they basically said, hey, you gotta pull this paper back until we review it. She then went on to say, went on to write an email and list it on the listserv saying <clears throat> and all I have to do is read about I'm gonna read about two paragraphs of this. This this email that she sent out to everyone. Once I'm done, you'll know why they fired her. So Hi friends. I had stopped writing here, as you may know, after all the micro and macro-aggressions and harassment I received after posting my stories here. And then, of course, it started being moderated. Recently, however, I was contributing to a document about, uh, that uh, Catherine and uh, Daphne, or I guess who were co-authors on this paper with her, were writing where they were dismayed by the fact that after all this talk. This org seems to have hired 14% or so women this year. Sammy has hired 39 from what I understand, but he has zero incentive to do so. Stop. That's why they fired her. Mm Mm-hmm. See, it, it, it goes on to be like, she's basically saying, what I want to say is stop writing your documents because it doesn't make a difference. She's basically having a temper tantrum right um and so basically jeff dean basically says hello everyone i'm sure many of you have heard that Timot gerberu is no longer working at google this is a difficult moment especially given the important research topic she is she was involved in and how deeply we care about responsible ai research as an org and as a company because there's been a lot of speculation and misunderstanding on social media, I wanted to share more context about how this came to pass and assure you we are here to support you as you continue to re- continue the research you're all engaged in. Timmet co-authored a paper with fellow Googlers as well as some external collaborators that needed to go through our review process. We've approved dozens of papers that Timit and her uh, and uh, the other Googlers have authored and then published. But as you know, papers also often require changes during the internal review process or in even deemed unsuitable for submission. Unfortunately, this particular paper was only shared with a day's notice before its deadline. We require two weeks for this sort of review. And then instead of awaiting um feedback, it was approved for submission and submitted. So basically, she just like she broke the rules. And they were just mm-hmm. like, and then and she was sowing discontent, and they were just like, all right, honey, you, you gotta get out of here. Because here's the deal that I've noticed from Google in the last year. They are purging these people left and right.
1: Yep. And they yeah. should.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they are.
1: You know, especially in a position like what she, you know, you're talking an AI ethicist position, right? But when suddenly... What you, ethics? Well, you you suddenly publish something with clearly an agenda and a bias, right?
0: Yeah.
1: That is going to impact the work that you legitimately have to do. I don't think they had a choice. I think they had to, Uh, otherwise they're going to lose all credibility, right? And become just a pure woke company. And I, I think, you know to your point earlier about the evolution of companies they can't afford to do that they can't do that there's no way
0: you're already seen. yeah i like I, as i said in the, in the evolution of a tech startup to uh full tech behemoth um they are in the um not growth stage but consolidation stage yep right uh <clears throat> so yeah they're they ain't, got, they ain't got time for this no more um and she was making all kinds of crazy demands and like ranting on twitter and ranting you can't have that man Mm-mm. um and and the thing about it is you know you, you know you go to twitter and you hear oh oh go girl whatever and you got the Vox saying like oh yeah like you know you know they're there they, they pushed her out and oh oh and this, this is a long list of Google and the National Labor Relations Board is filing a complaint against Google and stuff like that. So basically, they're just trying to trash the company. And right. they found someone else who was within the company who was trashing the company because the company basically drop-kicked the person out of the company because she was a pain in the ass. Yep. And she wasn't following the rules. and She didn't think the rules applied to her. <laughs> that's it. And, and I'm not saying that she's not a brilliant AI ethicist, though that's starting to worry me. Remember when we talked about algorithmic bias in episode? I don't know. Someone look it up. Yeah. But um. But uh, dude, these these are the people writing these things, right? Right. Like they can't even hire a conservative on their on their AI ethics board. They ran the the only conservative who they brought onto the board off last year. Hmm. So no one with a political worldview who is contrary to everything that happens within that organization is allowed to even. Talk about AI ethics. And this person, and this outburst, and this alone gives me pause about anything they're coming up with when it comes to dealing with social media, news, uh, search aggregation, information. It worries me dearly. Yeah. That's why I don't even, you know, I, I have two browsers. I have two um, browsers I search for now. Uh, I don't know how I, we don't know how Bing is, but Bing is. I use Bing a lot at uh, on my alternate desktop here. Um, when I um, when I want to search for something a little unad, you know, unadulterated, so to speak, um, because it's really starting to worry me, particularly when it comes to COVID nineteen stuff. Right?
2: Oh yeah. It's funny.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like they were crapping on videos on YouTube and suppressing stuff on the interwebs about the the need for vitamin D. Why vitamin D deficiency is a good indicator that one who will then catch COVID-19 suffers greatly from COVID-19 because of vitamin D deficiency. And everyone poo-pooed this. For months, guess who, a month or so ago,
3: started actually writing stories about maybe vitamin D could help with the fight of COVID? The Guardian. The New York Times, and then the National Health Service of Great Britain,
2: hmm. who
0: earlier, the health secretary with the, oh, months ago said, oh, man, nah, vitamin D, don't, don't do nothing. And then now, if you go to the National Health Service website, they're just like, oh, the folks should take more vitamin D.
1: <laughs> if there's anything <laughs> that anybody should learn from this whole COVID experience, which, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that it's all happened in this real compressed timeframe. Right. But
3: isn't it from amazing? March? I love
1: it. But I mean, if you look back and the medical suggestions and the medical knowledge and whatnot, it changes over time. We know this. Correct. Back, I mean, yes. back in the seventies when uh, women got pregnant, they were telling them, Oh, you shouldn't gain more than 20 pounds during your pregnancy. You know, that's not healthy. And my aunt's sitting there going, Well, <laughs> F this.
2: <laughs> and you know, and gain like 50 pounds.
1: And she's getting the the ire of her doctors and whatnot. And now, you know, it come around full circle, you know, oh
0: yeah, just gain whatever you want. Uh, it's fine. Gain whatever you want. You'll yeah, just off when you're done. And the baby will,
1: and the be, baby fine, will be fine, right? So yes, exactly. these things happen, but the amount of, I don't know if it's if flip-flop or, or something else is the right term, but if the amount of that that, go, that has gone on in the last nine months makes me look at every announcement from you know, the health officials with, you know, a, a grain of salt doesn't even cover it
0: right? Oh, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Assault brick. You can't, um,
1: I can't believe anything they say because they've changed their minds three times on stuff in the last eight months.
0: It's crazy. And let me bring, and let me bring this full circle to Timnit, Oh, Timnit. Look at her screeds. Listen to what she uh,
3: read what she wrote and post it to a listserv. Listen. Look at the tweets. Are these your betters? Mm. Is this your king? Because these are the people. These are the same people who you
0: should have a grain of salt about. And these, this new priesthood of AI ethicists and practitioners believe this nonsense and build this nonsense into code. As someone who writes code, I can tell you very easy to put my bias even into a control loop. Yep. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, code is very malleable and the minds of the people who come up with this code are malleable and they're malleable by the same people we are skeptical of. Mm-hmm. like public health officials or the WHO or the National Health Service or the CDC. See, they're the anointed. They listen to the science because they're scientists. They are, right? But they're ideologically blind. They have a blind
3: spot. And they're vain. Yeah. They're
0: arrogant. They're emotional. Yeah. Blew off the handle. Blew up her career. Because basically, what it, the reason why they fired her is she said, I'm going to do this, you know. Y'all need to, y'all need to, you know, bow to these demands or I'm going to resign. And he said, all right. <laughs> That's
2: what they said. Bye, they said, Felicia. Right. <laughs> said, Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> That's, what they did.
0: That's what happened. Sorry. So anyway, so I, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm sorry for you, girl. Um, uh, brew. Um, also comb your head. Next oh, oh. Salesforce acquires oh. slack for I got, I got the fever. I got fever. <laughs> fever. I got fever. <laughs> How do
1: I get this fever, man? I can't get a <laughs> I can't get a break a on little, anything I say.
0: <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little spicy tonight, bro. Wow. Uh, it ain't just it ain't the chili I had or the or the or, or the fever I'm on right now. It's,
2: oh, man.
0: It's been, it's been a while, man. Hey, i I've, I've gone dark. I the, things, the, things I've, the things I've experienced over the last week, <laughs> like I've gone dark, man. My heart is black right
2: now. Um, oh. for a
0: lot of people. Okay, so anyway, Salesforce acquired Slack for $27.8 billion. That's so a Salesforce, lot of money. Yes. Yes, yeah, Salesforce, CRM powerhouse that recently surpassed $20 billion in revenue, has announced that it is wading deeper into the enterprise social by acquiring Slack for $27.7 billion it is the largest deal of the year and uh, I don't know I don't really know what to think about it I, I at first I was very intrigued by the story and then now I'm not
2: mm.
0: <laughs> so, so it's it's um it's basically like I think um, as a lot of companies are starting to like consolidate right so you remember I, we just to kind of go back to this again about the evolution of a startup and now you have companies that are now consolidating they become these megacorps. Right. Um they want to they uh, Salesforce wants to get in to other parts of the enterprise other than sales and marketing and, and 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 you know CRM. Um and lead generation and stuff like that. They want to get into, you know, messaging and Slack has pretty much been the darling of uh corporate messaging for about, you know, 6-7 years now. Um they got uh Slack went public a couple of years ago. And you know they did alright since then, but um, dude, uh, so Slack shareholders will receive the equivalent of like forty five eighty six a share, including twenty six seventy nine in cash. Mm. So it's a fifty five percent premium. Um, so there are a lot of new mint- minted uh multimillionaires. and um, yeah, man, they they want to be. Uh, Salesforce has always wanted to be Microsoft. Um, Benioff has always had like a, uh, Benioff is, um, Mark Benioff is the CEO and founder of, uh, Salesforce. Uh, he's always wanted to be Microsoft. Almost as bad as like Larry Ellison, um, of Oracle. Um, so these are just enterprise plays that are consolidating to be an enterprise enterprise player. Cause right now, Microsoft, it's, it's, it's Microsoft's game in the enterprise. They may not yeah. be the best cloud provider, but they're the best. They rule the enterprise. Um, and so Salesforce wants to get in on that. So congratulations to Slack on another exit.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, that's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, congratulations to them more rich, more rich mofos that I will, that I will hate and uh, grab my pitchfork. And try to burn <laughs> Only down because
1: next. you didn't buy it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> um, I only buy dividend-paying stocks, bro, and you know a lot of these companies don't pay dividends except mm. Microsoft, which is why I like Microsoft. All right. So lastly, guys, I know I've been throwing a lot of shade out today about the practitioners of AI here, but I would be remiss if I did not say a give a hearty congratulations to DeepMind and the uh, accomplishment. Uh, an accomplishment in AI that ha- it will prove, hopefully prove, to be um, transformative for areas such as biology, structural biology, um, material science, uh, disease, medicine, pharmacology, all kinds of shit. So, here we go. An artificial intelligence network developed by Google AI's offshoot DeepMind um, has made a gargantuan leap in solving one of biology's grandest challenges, determining a protein's 3D shape from its amino acid sequence, essentially predicting it. it uh, so every two years, there is a contest uh, formulated by, uh, brought together by computational biologists who uh, called the Critical Assessment of Protein Structures of CASP. So CASP uh, is just a competition where they basically give them like Here's some amino acids. Predict the 3D protein structure. They know they know the end result, but the objective is the AI algorithm is supposed to predict the shape with a astonishing amount of accuracy. The DeepMind team blew away a hundred other teams, and keep in mind that a hundred these hundred other teams also included like Microsoft and like like Baidu and stuff. Um. They, on a lot of the uh, experimentally determined structures, they got over 90%. Wow. That is considered solved. Wow. They averaged about 87, 87 or 80, 87 point something or whatever. Um, this is a remarkable result, being that two years ago, they only achieved like, you know, 50 some percent or whatever, but basically almost 60%. Uh, by a, by, God by a lot, and they it blew things away. I mean, there was I was reading one uh, testimony where the guy was just like, "I I have been stuck on this one particular intractable problem in my laboratory for a decade, and like they just solved it." <laughs> and this is this is this is I I guess I can't really do it justice of how monumental this is. The proteins are the building blocks of life responsible for most of what happens inside the cell. Their shape in 3D protein structure determines their function. Functional biology, structural biology. How proteins work is what is determined in these 3D shapes. It is the function of that shape that is very, very important. And it will help molecular biology tremendously if the results prove out, um the, the paper uh, there's uh the, the the world's still waiting the paper yeah and the code um but i mean they released alpha fold one code before and actually a lot of the teams up their game because of the of you know that code dump um but something deep mind just you know, well, I can't what, just did, did, did their did their secret sauce and just like blew away. You know, I,
1: I I can't really speak knowledgeably about this. What I can say as a either, either. as, as a, I just know
0: it's just phenomenal.
1: Well, what I can say from a layperson's perspective, my son is currently studying chemistry at uh, Cal State Channel Islands up in Camarillo, and they recently did. Uh, some experiments with proteins where they had to find the perfect uh, environment conditions to create these crystalline structures that they could package up, send off to Stanford, have them bombard them with x-rays. Basically, I mean, the amount of tedious work that they had to do to determine just how to package this stuff up to send it off to be examined and, and understanding that maybe some of this stuff that's coming out of this is going to take all of that and maybe render it unnecessary, un- unneeded. I don't know. Um, again, I'm speaking I think for- it'll all,
0: I, 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 Yeah, I, I don't think it'll, always, it'll be rendered unnecessary, but I think it'll definitely be like you can now narrow down a target um, Much easier. So now, you yeah. know, experimentally, like, okay, according to the experiment, the computational experiment or simulation, I should go for this type of protein. Then you go grab and synthesize that protein and then you do your x-ray uh, crystal, uh, crystal bothography or whatever. Right. And you get your structures, um, which takes, a, you're right, you, it takes a long time, which is why this has been a tedious thing. I've, I've been reading about proteomics and protein folding and like this x-ray crystallography stuff for like 20 years it's not easy (laughs) to do and it's shocking that um how little progress had been made um i'm pretty sure the process is much more refined that now like undergrads can do it but it's still tedious and we're never gonna get like the the uh we're never going to get down to the Holy grail of being able to produce these things or create these things or the whole cloth to do the things we want to do, like carbon capture or better drug discovery or other things like that.
2: Mm.
3: So, yeah. So, um, I think this is, this
0: in a year where, you know, I'm very angry and mad because people are stupid. It's good to see that like, People are still doing building things and building the future. Yeah, not bitching and complaining about you know the color, of their skin, or the fact that they're an aggrieved minority or a woman or this or that or the other thing. That there's still people just building things, and uh, in this we will come out of the out of this great reset in our new normal. Oh, um, don't <laughs> ah. Oh, I was waiting. God, waiting I can't. All that. I all would,
1: episodes. if it didn't get me kicked off Facebook for thirty days, I would reach through this screen and punch <laughs> you in the throat.
2: Okay, the <laughs> yes,
0: definitely. So yeah, so no, nah, it's um, you know, you you couple this with other discoveries that I follow. Like I I I will I will make a very bold statement here, as we kind of close this out on a positive note. You you if you combine like the advances we have had in machine learning and ai um, and the hardware accelerators necessary for it couple that with the fact that like we were we're continuing to build bigger better batter computing hardware photonic computers quantum computers uh, giant wafer size ai accelerators gpus mm-hmm. ne- neuromorphic whatever you know i mean you could get crazy the future is still pretty bright my only concern is the technological terror they built from this, but, eh. I'm trying not to be too cynical. I've been, I've been very cynical tonight. <laughs> so with that said, I, yeah, that, that was our story rundown. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk... Oh, you, yes. We, we alluded to it briefly. Hmm. Again, pour a little out for Arecibo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did the week go?
2: Yeah, they just blew that so, up. I mean, um,
1: poorly maintained. Clearly, there was issues with that, yeah. and you know, okay, Puerto Rico got it. Yeah, you know, not a lot got of money it, going yeah. in there, but you know, seeing the images of that thing collapsing and the and the video of that nine hundred ton, I mean, just just the pure. I mean, the, the visceral feel of oh my god. You know, watching that thing collapse and just into nothing, yeah, it, it was sad. Crazy. It was sad.
0: It was sad. Uh, as, a, as As a as a Golden Eye player, I am also mm-hmm. very very upset that Urusibo is now gone. Um, yeah, but eh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, now now we won't know when the aliens come,
1: which is fine by me. Just surprise me. Take me out real quick yeah, in the middle yeah. of the night.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Right, I think just I'm. I'm just like yeah man maybe it, it, it might be time it might be time for alien <laughs> just, well, that would, <laughs> that it would be the, the little, perfect
1: little end stuff. to 2020 to be honest
0: it would be like i mean it would literally be like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that it, makes sense it's funny like okay <laughs> someone like, someone had a, i heard a joke where someone says like uh because you know the pentagon just released um some more of their unclassified other uh, uh their classified reports. About you know our um, our military jets like encountering like you know objects that they are seem to be engaging with or that seem to be following them or engaging with them and there's actually a photo of this taken from the cockpit of uh, F-18 um, that uh, some how does someone how does someone in a military jet like have their cell phone
1: I I don't know I it's 2020 <laughs> everything goes Yeah.
0: 2020 so so apparently yeah and this actually happened this year and so yeah he took a picture of this and it was this really weird object this is kind of floating there and it was like a little cube and whatever and it's just like you know we could actually open up area 51 to tourism <laughs> and actually have people go there <laughs> and the first the and and, and the and, and the first thing that goes wrong with that visit is not the fact that we've blown people's minds about the fact that we're not alone in the universe. How, how much you want to bet that there'll be a Karen in that, in that group who yells at someone who doesn't have a mask.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that be great. Wouldn't that just that, be that, perfect.
0: That would, that would, that would be it. That, 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 that'd that be 2020 shrugs. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that has been, thank you for your servers. Thank you, Gary, for helping me out with this. Always a pleasure. Uh, the fever is subsiding now, I uh, and uh, yeah, man. I don't know uh, when the next time we'll do it. Yeah, we'll figure something well, out. Well, follow I'm us. I'm at Nick Way on Twitter.
1: I am at Beer for Liberty on Twitter and oh, yeah. Parlor,
0: and at Nick Way on Parlor as well. That has been. Thank you for your servers. This is part of the MLGA network. This is MLGA. Peace out, guys. Bye.